Car Talk with Melinda Ferguson on Weekend Breakfast with Sarah Jane McQuala King. 42, Melinda Ferguson with us for Car Talk. This week, uh, Melinda bringing us uh, the uh, car sales stats for South Africa for last month. Uh, and also, we'll be talking uh, about the 2024 Car of the Year finalists. Morning, Mel. Hi, darling. Hello, hello. All right, let's start with uh, with the, uh, is, did we say NAMSA? NAMSA? Yeah, NAMSA. NAMSA. It's with a double A, so okay. it's like NAMSA. NAMSA. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk NAMSA figures. Any surprises in the last month? Well, if it's a surprise, I don't think it is that it's the market continues to decline. Mm. It's quite bad news, actually. I mean, I'm hoping for a month where we go, wow, it's, it's increasing, but we're on the sixth month of a steady decrease in sales year on year. Yeah. Bleak. Okay. Okay. Uh, so who's coming out on top? What can you tell us? Well, of course, there's no surprises here. Toyota is again and I don't think this is going to change for a long time. Toyota is once again number one car manufacturer selling in this country, 10,855 units. They were down, though, on December figures by about 3.1%. Uh, no surprises, VW is number two. However, Suzuki... Suzuki, which we've been watching the steady uprising of this um, Japanese manufacturer that's basically manufacturing in India, to be quite honest. Um, they are number three, but they are only 287 units behind VW. So Suzuki, so that's, what's, what's, I'm going to say what's driving Suzuki, but what's driving, drive, which, which car particularly is, is driving their numbers, do you think? Well, definitely that's swift. But I think yeah. what we were really as journalists talking about the other day, because it is big news watching Suzuki closing in on VW. VW's got a lot of premium cars in the six, seven, eight million rand range, you know. So yeah. they've got like the Tiguan, the Tuareg, and the, oh, the only real people-friendly, even though they are called the people-friendly manufacturer. But like the budget-friendly cars, there is their Polo Vivo, um, which is the number one passenger selling car in, in the country at the moment. But because Suzuki has got so many cars under 500,000, you can literally see the South African consumer is cash-strapped. People are, are buying lower, lower, down, cheaper. And so Suzuki's got this huge fleet of really affordable cars. And VW sitting with the Polo and the Polo Vivo and the rest of them are all kind of out of the range of every, you know, of the every man in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. So um, a week start to the year. What, what are we, what are the predictions um, as we, as we um, go further along into the year? I mean, what's, what are the industry bods saying? Are things likely to continue on this trajectory or might we see a turn, turn of fortune? I think while we've got so much load shedding and while it's also an election year, it's renowned to be a, a year where people hold on to their money to see what happens when there possibly is a transition of power or not a transition of power. And so the, 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 the outlook, outlook, outleak, the outleak is quite bleak. Um, in terms of, I don't think anyone's going, we're going to suddenly see a huge difference. I mean, while interest rates are holding, I think that 
people are able to maybe venture out a bit, but there's always the the threat of interest rates increasing. So I think people are sitting and waiting. And before buying a new car, they might be looking at the secondhand market, which I always say is a very good idea. Okay, so the total vehicle sales by uh, manufacturer, we're looking at Toyota at number one, Volkswagen at number two, Suzuki at number three, Ford have come in at number four, Nissan at number five. Uh, Interestingly, again, I'm having a look in that top 10 where we're also seeing Cherry and Haval, who who, you know, um, who have really been doing uh, been doing really, really well. Um, Renault, uh, Renault coming in at number, gosh, I can't count. What is that? 10, 10, 9, 8, 7. 10. Yeah, in, yeah. in, a, in at it's number at 10. 10. Um, interestingly, they've dropped. They've dropped, right? Yeah. Yeah. Reason, reason they've for dropped. that? I think they don't have a lot of new product. Right. Um, you know, they're still relying on the quid, um, the. Um. What is it? The is it the Renault Triber? Oh, Triber! I was going to yeah, say Duster. Yeah. This, yeah, well, the Duster sells as well, but I think they quit. You know, they quit is old now, and I think you've got um, cars like that little Toyota Vitz. You've got the Starlet. You've got the, you know, you've got some a, a lot of Suzukis. The the Ignis, the 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 Swift. I mean, those cars are probably taking quite a lot of market share, and I think Renault desperately needs some new product. I was surprised to see um, BMW and Mercedes so far down the list. Um, I mean, they're they're cars that we often talk about on the show and they always seem to have uh, new product. It seems like every every second week you're telling me about a new M series or whatever. So I was quite surprised to see them out of the top 10. Well, it's the premium market that is Got suffering. You. And I mean, I was going to, instead of doing this today, I wanted to do the, the new Mercedes GLE. And I thought, no, let's give Mercedes a break a bit. Yeah. Because, um, you know, Mercedes has gone on this huge offensive. I mean, they've got about 13 or 14 new products coming in this year. Remember when we spoke about it last year? Yeah. And so Mercedes is just being really bullish. And and I keep thinking, oh, oh gosh, I mean, are you actually selling enough? But apparently, according to them, within the premium market, they're doing really well within the premium market. Mickey's take, uh, oh, no, not Mickey. Somebody's messaged in saying, <laughs> I thought it was Mickey saying, I'm not surprised the car industry is on the decline. New and second-hand car prices are ridiculous. The latter particularly uh, takes the mickey. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there isn't a the, the secondhand car um, industry is is remains expensive. And I, I'm doing a comparison mm. to you know the UK where I grew up, where you could easily you know when people's first cars were always secondhand cars, and there is a really strong secondhand car market. But I'm I'm inclined to agree. I'm I'm when I drive past, I know it's different buying from a, a dealer as it would be a, a, a private seller. But I'm absolutely astounded at the cost of secondhand cars. And cars. And I think that dealerships are realizing that that um, they can actually, I mean, sometimes a Hilux, when there's no stock, to get a secondhand Hilux is more expensive than buying a new oh. one when there's like a waiting list. It's insane. At one time, there was a, I think the Land Cruiser wasn't coming in. And if you got a secondhand Land Cruiser, you're going to pay more for that than the new one, which no. is ridiculous, actually. That's absolutely wild. All right. So that's uh, the NAMSA figures. Um a, a a bleak start to the year in that regard, uh, but some good news, or rather some, some I think it's interesting news. Uh, the finalists, uh, the 2024 South African Car of the Year finalists have been announced. 18 finalists this year, eight categories. What are we looking at? Let's start with the, the category, shall we? Yeah. Um, well, I am a juror, 
So I've got special interest in this competition because I'll be going up to Swat Corps in March, early March, to go and put all these cars through the paces. Mm. Um, we've got we we start off with the budget and compact category. And, and there we've only got two cars competing against each other, which is the Suzuki Franks, the one that's the name we don't like. Yeah. And then I think a really great little car, which is the Citroen C3, which has not had a lot of airtime, but it is only 229,000 Rand. And it's a very lovely little hatchback in the same sort of class as that Toyota Vitz, which didn't make it to the finals. And then the Suzuki Francs costs about 288,000 Rand. Um, but it's also a really lovely little hatch. So I think it's going to be quite a tough competition between those two. Okay. Uh, what else are we looking at? We've then got a compact family category. I'm very happy to see my Amoda C5 yeah. in the in the in the finals. Yeah, and in the uh, the other finalists in this category are the Suzuki Grand Vitara and the Toyota Urban Cruiser, which are the same car. Besides a few cosmetic differences, they basically both share this 1.5 liter petrol engine. They both have 77 kilowatts of power. Both of them have 138 newton meters of torque. And when you're looking at the Amoda, the Amoda is substantially more powerful, 147 kilowatts, 290 newton meters of torque. I know already, sorry, Suzuki and Toyota, that my heart is definitely in with the, the Chinese Amoda in this category. I was going to say to you, I really hope that the Amoda takes it. Um, I just, yeah. it's, it's, there's so much about it. I think price wise, you know, it's, it's in a, uh, it's up against, I mean, they're not cheap either. The Suzuki, the Suzuki Grand Vitara is not no. cheap. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head, Toyota Urban Cruiser, but I imagine that's not, um, you know, that's a, f- a, f- a well, few round as well. Yeah. I've- I've got the numbers actually. I mean, the Vitara, Grand Vitara is three forty seven, three forty eight thousand. The Toyota Urban Cruiser is slightly cheaper at three forty one. The Amoda is about a hundred thousand rand more, but you've got a completely different car in terms of tech, in terms of look, in terms of power, yeah. in terms of comfort, in terms of safety systems. Like everything about that Amoda is probably worth two hundred thousand rand more. And it comes in about at four four forty seven. So it's not cheap either, but it is a very good car. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, the next segment is um, the family segment. Only two cars in there. We've got the BMW X1 and the GWM Aura. Um, you did the Aura yeah. for us the other day. Am I right? Did you? I don't know how you remember everything because I did. Yeah, you did. It's the electric. <laughs> It's the Chinese electric. Um, Strange for me that we're going into sort of uh, competing a BMW X1 against an electric car. I I wasn't, I had nothing to do with choosing the the finalists. Um, I just voted, but the people, I don't know who did, but they decided to categorize them like this. I would have put a new energy vehicle segment together and put the electric cars against each other because to to compare a a petrol-driven BMW X1 to a, a, an electric G, no. uh, GWM Aura, for me, is like, what are we it's, even talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's apples and oranges, isn't it? Um, again, yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, we did do that G. So the, the GWM Aura, folks, if you don't remember, remember I said last, it's it's it looks like a cross between um, a Fiat 500, a Nissan Duke, a Porsche 
a Porsche. I can't even <laughs> get to it. It's like it's it's really yeah. funky. It's it's really funky. It looks really different. Um, I can't remember what you said about the drive though, Mel. Did you did you like? Oh it? no, I loved it. Yeah, yeah but and, and and what I liked about it is that it's the cheapest electric car in South Africa, although. It still costs 686,000 rand, so it's not like a cheap car. And um, remember, we said it was directly competing with the Mini, the, I, yes. the, uh, the Mini I, the electric Mini, which is about to launch a brand new Mini, by the way. So I'm sure we're going to talk about that soon, the electric Mini. But yeah, I, I find this a strange comparison as a as a as a, as a kind of family category i would not put a, a, a or a i'm now starting to argue with my own competition but i do find it nonsensical and i'll I, tell them that myself i tell you why i'm a little bit with the aura and i remember you saying no it's bigger than it looks in the picture but did you not tell yeah. me that the boot space in an aura was poor i yeah, I would not call it a, a direct family car. I, no. I would say it was for a young, hip and a person who had money and who wants to be driving a, an electric car yeah. and he'll be able to put su- two suitcases in the back. That's so weird. Anyway, um, we're going to have to just rush yeah. through some of the uh, the remaining categories. Explain to me why you've got a premium and a luxury category, please. <laughs> I think, um, well, but, darling, I'd love them to tell me myself. Okay. But the premium seems to be slightly cheaper. And then, of course, the luxury is like off the charts luxury. So I guess it's premium and it's around the million point two um, uh, numbers. And the, the the luxury then is is looking at the BWM 7 series, my real, like the one me and you loved. And the Mercedes-Benz EQS, which you also loved, yeah. the, the, the electric. Um, but but again, I, you know, there's a BMW electric, the i7. I don't know why we're not competing the i7 and the EQS, the Merck's electric car against each other. I'm going to have a big shout at my um, my, my my car of the year people because I think they're, they're, some of their categories are weird. We're so tight for time, so I'm just going to run uh, through. Um, uh, let me do this first. The Adventure SUV, you've got the Lexus LX and the Mahindra Scorpio N. In the Performance category, you've got the Toyota Corolla GR, mm, the BMW M2, the Honda Civic Type R, mm. no surprises there, and the Ford, Ford Ranger Raptor. Steve from Neisner asking a very valid question. How can there only be one finalist um, in the um, double count? Yeah. Category. I know. What's that? About? I know. I mean, so, so I don't know because it wasn't me who decided this. I would have put the Raptor, which is a Bucky, um, against the Amarok yeah. because that makes sense. But instead, now this Raptor is competing against the um, BMW M2, which is a sedan, a Honda Civic Type R, which is a boy racer, the Toyota GR Corolla, another boy racer, and then you've got a big fat Bucky, the Raptor. So weird because it it it's it, it, it's very fast. So, yeah, uh. this year I'm very confused myself why these categories have been like this. The Amarok and the Raptor should definitely have been competing. Steve, you are on the money. Yeah, you're on the money, Steve. Mel, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, I'll be interested to see what uh, who wins. Well, <laughs> there's only one winner in the double camp category. Mel, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> uh, at 8.57, you're listening to Weekend Breakfast.